0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, joined as always by my super dope co host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. We are your health advocates extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. You ready for some more shenanigans, Jay? No, I'm
1: going to be serious, stern, firm. Everybody
0: (laughs) with me at the same time. Let's (laughs) see. The last two episodes have been a blast. Apparently there is a resounding demand for my food descriptions. So I have another one coming for you there. Would you guys believe that Jay said she was no longer participating (laughs) in
1: my food descriptions because you realized what? I realized because you said, okay, since you have this resounding anticipation for the next time you do your food description and it has to be part of the podcast now. Your food description is not complete without me being the cheerleader for it. I said, we did not agree upon this. Agreed. Wait, whoa, 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 Nobody sits down
0: with friends and, and writes out a verbal contract about you being a great ad-libber and agreeing to do that. Like, it's just something that comes natural in our <laughs> organic relationship. Uh-huh. It, it doesn't have to be something that's expressed uh-huh. verbally or in a written form. You are an integral part of me describing my meal. I know. The people love it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You got to give people people what they want. And that's
0: all I'm here to do. I don't even want to do the food description. I I told you that. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I told you that. Okay. Listen, shout out to everyone that's listening that went out after the last episode and made that veggie sandwich. I had a couple people, you know, mention it to me. Uh, I'm saying this with no (laughs) smile on my face. Done. You you just make me laugh. But this Uh is not pride or this is not, you know, I'm not.
1: So you don't feel proud that your food description. No,
0: I'm here to help the people. Look, whatever we can do, if we can get people eating more veggies, right, more whole nutrient dense foods. And if that has to come in the form of a colorful, elaborate, (laughs) Mm -hmm. well articulated food description, why would you be against that?
1: You're right. That's I mean, me being selfish. You that no, that's just me being selfish. Because the
0: way people will describe some fried chicken or some pizza or some uh, oh, don't mm-hmm. let somebody des- describe a homemade cake. Or something. It yeah. was so, bu- you know, and yeah. we salivate. It was rich. Exactly yeah. the perfect amount because I don't like nothing too sweet. Mm-hmm. So it was the perfect mm-hmm. amount of blah, that blah. butter cream.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So why we can't, why can't we bring that? Same we can be ad-lib and exact- steal. <laughs> Even
1: on another script, I need to cut it out. No, you're doing this by yourself. <laughs>
0: Why can't we bring that same excitement to these Mm -hmm. here plants? you Mm -hmm. hear me? But before we do, let's get into the pledge. You ready, Jay? Absolutely. We're going tit for tat today. I pledge that going forward, I will be intentional about my health. I will no longer
1: hold on to past excuses.
0: I pledge to make decisions that will positively impact my life, my family, and my
1: community. I will not place blame on external factors.
0: I will control that which is within my control.
1: I am determining determining that giving giving up is not an option.
0: Welcome to the Black Health Academy podcast, guys. Um, We're here every two weeks, extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. This is a online platform available worldwide. If you aren't already, make sure you get your tail inside of the Black Health Academy, www.theblackhealthacademy.com. This past week, we dropped a masterclass with our very own Miss Tiffany Hughes, who does the workouts inside of the Academy, inside of Plank U. Free workouts, click and play. But. She also has uh, been battling rheumatoid arthritis since the age of 35. And so Tiffany hopped on uh, an interview with me, hopped on the podcast with, not the podcast, but excuse me, inside the Black Health Academy. And we sat down and we chopped it up about, you know, her upbringing, what health was like as she was coming up, all the way up into her diagnosis of RA. And that masterclass went live inside of the master school uh, inside the Academy. So if you or someone you love are dealing with rheumatoid arthritis and you want to know whether it's even possible to manage it with lifestyle, then this masterclass is for you. So join for free www.theblackhealthacademy.com. Next week, Jay, we are dropping a masterclass all about emotional eating mm-hmm. um, and food addiction. hmm And I sat down with a former client. She graduated from my farm to table course. Her name is Shay. And she told her very detailed story about battling food addiction and emotional eating. Now, when you think about those two terms, what do you normally think about? Or how do we normally use them?
1: Um, Emotional eating, when you're upset, just eating, eating more than you should, or eating things that you normally don't eat. Like I know someone, if they have an argument they try to eat healthy for the most part, but when they have an argument or something's not going right at work, they'll eat unhealthy things mm. as comfort food. Absolutely. Um, and then what was the other one you said? A Food addiction. Food addiction. Oh my God. So many different things. Cause I watched, you know, my 600 pound life. They yeah. have food addiction. Yeah. You know, something traumatic has happened in their childhood and now they have used food Um Almost like a person would use a shoulder to lean on. Yes. And then, um, but it's always something that's more damaging or equally or more damaging um, than what even happened to them to begin with. Or food addiction is just, you live a very fast fast paced lifestyle and you don't want to slow down to eat healthy food. So you have an addiction to the things that um, you keep feeding yourself. Like if you eat more sugar, you crave more sugar. Like you have an addiction to those type of things. That's what I now think Now, I'm going to challenge you
0: on that second part. I don't think a person's fast-paced life has anything to do with addiction. I do. Definitely. I don't. I don't. I think uh, I have a fast-paced life.
1: You can't compare yourself. No. Because your your whole entire world is centered on teaching a healthy lifestyle. doesn't so how, matter. There's it does a, matter. No, it
0: doesn't. There's a bunch of subject matter experts or leaders in their field who are not practicing what they preach behind closed doors. I could just
1: as easily have a food addiction just cuz I teach it don't mean I live it. It doesn't matter if you want to be an organic teacher, you're not you're you're sincere about what you're teaching. Therefore, but you're what going I'm to saying apply. Is, it. But addiction, if, you don't have control over an addiction. You
0: say you have a fast-paced life, so you're eating stuff that But blah, 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 blah. so you
1: don't so you're telling me a person who works, let's say a person who is working 18 hours some people work 18 hour shifts Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um they're not cooking they so as a convenience they grab something that may be unhealthy because they grab it that time they're going to grab it this time and it becomes an addiction to eating healthy because of Mm -hmm. their fast-paced lifestyle
0: no but a a bunch of people do that not even and working a standard eight hours let's not even 10 hours (laughs) off of that shift it addiction you, you still have a choice on what you grab it's just like somebody who has an addiction to cigarettes when they get stressed they're going to turn to the smoking because that's what relieves them stress in the moment it has nothing to do with what their lifestyle is like there's a bunch of us who share the same type of lifestyle busy family overwhelmed stress that doesn't equal food addiction addiction is addiction there's also people who don't have jobs who are addicted to food I don't think having a fast-paced life so you it don't think increases your of chances for food addiction? Absolutely don't. not. How does that make sense? Addiction, addiction has to do with um either number one either it's chemically induced like most of our food is and then on top of that it's also usually emotionally induced, right? Me having a fast-paced life doesn't mean I'm
1: And fast paced as in, I'm busy. Because you've made an intentional decision to And anybody, that's what I'm saying. That's available to anybody to make an intentional decision. It doesn't matter if it's available to anyone to make that decision. Once you start doing something and now your life is already, it's not, it's not, like, say for instance, I work eight hours. You work 16 hours, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I have the time available to me. Yeah, we can all eat healthy. We can all say, okay, you made a decision to purchase this burger. You could have purchased this salad. But I think a person that's much more busy mm-hmm. is going to pick something that's convenient and so fast. You, and
0: that I'm disagreeing because you're now assuming their core values. I, and, and, and a part of that is true. Okay, convenient and fast are not bad words. You're right. Sometimes I do have to pick something that's convenient and fast, Right. I I, I, Why are you comparing someone that has, okay, Okay, Sally, Sally, I don't know why you think it's because I teach this, that that makes me less likely. I'm still human. I'm still, I can still succumb to addiction, but okay. Don't use me. If that bothers you use whoever you want, who's busy. They can work in the accounting field. They can work in wealth management, whatever. They work long hours, right? They work in real estate. They work long hours. They're busy. Why are you assuming that them being busy makes them more likely to become addicted to something? I don't, once, that because once you make...
1: Because eating fast and convenient doesn't mean unhealthy. But people who eat fast and convenient make worse decisions. Not true.
0: That's 100% of umbrella of assumption. That's, that, that's not rooted in any validity. You Just because you make a fast and convenient choice doesn't make it unhealthy. Fast and convenient... Fast and convenient is I go to Freshie. That's fast and convenient for us. You're, you're preaching
1: to the choir. I know that. But it, 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 But it, we're not talking but about I, people who go to Freshie. We're talking about people, people who go to McDonald's or Burger King or... Right. I get what you're saying. But
0: what I'm saying is that it wasn't... If they if they have a busy lifestyle, that doesn't doesn't make them more likely to... You don't
1: think to, it contributes at all to making worse decisions?
0: Hecky you no. Know, making a bad decision is all about who you are not what your job is, not how many hours a day you may or may not have available to cook. There's a bunch of people who are addicted to food who have no jobs. I know. There's a bunch of people who are addicted to food, who work a normal, normal 40 hours, don't even have kids, not married, are single who are struggling with addictions. And and there are a bunch of people who are super busy who are or are not struggling with addiction. I don't think... oh. I think it's an excuse. I think it's what we say, and I, and I, we talked about this last episode when I said that I have that client who was like, "Yeah, my I problem is that I don't have." To. Really it's an excuse, to. Yeah, but, but I don't I think that make think you more. No,
1: I don't know. It because you're you more choosing, susceptible to make bad decisions.
0: No, what makes you even more susceptible to making bad decisions is maybe the people you hang around when you're, when you're busy like that, like, like if you work in an office and y'all all putting in 18 hour days and sweating and you're like, I'm going to grab for you. Okay. Yeah. That's easier. That is accessible, blah, blah, blah. But if you're a person who are rooted in their core values, I don't care if you're working 20 hour days, I'm not going to, you have to be, you have to be vulnerable enough to be susceptible to addiction. I don't care how many hours you work in, regardless of what you teach and what field you in. mm
1: I want to keep going so bad. Go but I'm, ahead. No,
0: no, no. You always think people get tired of stuff and we just stop talking about it. Go ahead. Why don't you make your I'm point? Just gonna keep, I'm just going to keep,
1: because I'm just going to keep reiterating. That's just what I believe. I believe the less time you keep talking about core values, very few people have this as a core value. People believe in health. People believe in health and they want to eat healthy. Very few people have a very, that's just- Very we, few people you know. No, very few, girl- very few people you know as well. And that's what we discuss making... Because we discussed it. Don't no, no. no, eye contact, please. No, no, that's no. no. Why we not discuss... very
0: few people I know. It, it is very few people I know, but I'm not under the illusion that that's most of the world. There's a lot of people who value their health that won't put a certain down. Look like us. But
1: there's Just a lot like of people... Just like when you were talking about making... Um... Uh, we you are revolutionizing the health because people will come to a class and then they'll fall. Why they're trying to make it a core value, but it's so hard to instill that. So we are talking about something different now. I'm talking about the fact that somebody busy lifestyle.
0: I agree that health is across the board is is one lower on the total point for everybody. I agree with that part. I'm talking about the statement that you
1: made about if
0: you're busy, I you're was more going likely to, a to a point, be addiction. I was going to
1: a point though. Those people who are trying to make it a core value. Mm-hmm. When they get busy, I think they're going to be more susceptible to buying crap. Even though they're trying to make health... They're just susceptible now less busy. And people really ain't as busy as they think they are.
0: If, if it if it doesn't mean anything to you, you're, you're not going to put any energy into it. You're going to name everything you have to do instead of. True. Because it didn't mean anything to you. I don't think it's like, oh... And, and I don't think people... What's busy? Cause like, do you think people are perpetually always busy for days and months and weeks in a row, like to the point where now you got type two diabetes? Like you was just busy for two years? <laughs>
1: like I ain't trying to be, you get what I'm saying? Like I yeah, can't... I get it, I get it, I get it, I get no, it. No, no, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I I <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the podcast. We thirteen
0: minutes in. Okay, uh, I got yeah. a couple things. Let me shoot this cashew. We got me over here. I'm like, pause, pause. pause.
1: <laughs> well, go ahead then. No, no, no.
0: Let's let's go to the wait, what? Yeah. I mean, if somebody didn't have the healthy core value ahead of time and now they got busy, yeah, they more likely be addicted. Cause so you already okay. addicted. They didn't they didn't get addicted to the food when they increased their hours at the job. It, it's who you are, not what you do. It's who you I are that makes you
1: busy will lead you astray sometimes a lot of times and once,
0: but ain't nobody that busy where it leads you it leads you to diabetes and high cholesterol and obesity because that don't happen overnight jay so why how saying, did you
1: jump to diabetes and high cholesterol how, how? i'm saying
0: being addicted to food over time leads to we're disease not talking about over time we're talking about addictions right now but addiction don't happen overnight it takes time you don't just have one slice of cake and now oh. you addicted it takes time to develop an addiction by the true definition of the word. Not just like, oh, my God, I can't get enough of this. It's so good. I'm addicted. I'm talking about a true definition of a word. If you're developing an addiction, that takes time. That takes investment. <laughs> <laughs> you, got did... invest. you got to invest time in your addiction. <laughs> Y'all with addictions, us with addictions. We all got stuff. Some... We didn't invest you the don't. time
1: and effort. No, I don't. I can't think of nothing. No, I'm saying you don't have to invest time and effort into addiction. Someone just like people think they can smoke crack one time. I'm sorry for bringing the, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing the hood to the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> people think they really smoke crack one time, and,
0: and that's it. That's the last time you saw I'm normal. But that's when we okay. That's the last time you saw
1: I'm normal. <laughs> that's oh. it. It don't take. It don't take some time. Okay. You, it, it might just, not
0: take a whole bunch of time to get
1: addicted to something, but let's be clear. I just think, you know, that, that 15 free minutes and, and it's that across the street. Because you know. Okay, now that's what I was about to say. It's other
0: factors that's playing a role too. It's not just, like you said, that's across the street. What's accessible to now, if we want to talk about people living in food deserts, accessibility. Yeah, yeah now now all of that. Like, if you're talking about a single mom with a couple of kids who's making, you know, minimum wage or, you know, barely above the poverty line, you know, living in, in which I want to talk about today. It's going to blow your mind. Living in a community with a lower socioeconomic community that, you know, has one raggedy grocery store with stuff. Okay. And now, because now we're talking about they only have excessive, but she don't have a car. They take the bus everywhere. They do the best they can, canned goods, blah, blah, blah. Now, there's a, that's a whole nother thing. But we're just talking about the average person who can afford these diseases. Like, like, you know how I always say these are diseases of the affluent Mm -hmm. heart disease, type two diabetes are diseases of people. Y'all got money. Y'all can afford to get sick. If that makes sense. Right. Now I ain't talking about somebody who can't afford to eat nothing, but you know, 25 cent ramen noodles. I'm talking about y'all who literally going out to the steak houses and whatever. you, are. That's who you are. It doesn't matter how busy you are because you can afford. And if you eating out, you can afford to still eat out. So you got an option what you eat out. You work the downtown job. There's salad places all I'm gonna around you. I'll give you an
1: example. So I usually go home on my lunch, right? Right. Um, and a few times I just don't feel like it. So got it. Right across the street, there's a deli that everyone goes to. So I so I was like, okay, I'm going to go across the street to the deli. Right. Go across, everything is Fry, has dairy, has meat, You There's know, so a bunch sugar. of addicts in line that got other options. And and if you're that person that stays close or let's just say you forgot your lunch, Please. even if it is a core value.
0: what Like then you what? did. And what you get? You happen to live close. What and did maybe... you get? No, what did you get at the deli? I didn't get anything. Oh! But even though you didn't have food and health was a core value. <laughs>
1: Touche. Hi, hi. I see what you did there. Hey,
0: highlight of my week just changed. We send out a newsletter every, uh, every Sunday. And at the top of the newsletter, I have the highlight of my week. It just went up. Y'all about to get the news. Well, y'all going to hear this after Sunday, but... Those of y'all who got the newsletter last Sunday and they said the highlight of my week was selling out farm to table again. The true highlight of my week was just a moment ago when Jay walked right into <laughs> the
1: epic That's the grand finale of the whole <laughs> argument. Hey, I shouldn't even mention that. Don't you hate that? Yes. Yeah. I'm
0: sure we ain't done. We'll be arguing all night. Look, my first way, what?
1: Right, I was like, we're not about to blow past I know, no, so no, I I the no, I told you was gonna wait.
0: Listen, so booked the last seat in my fall cohort of Farm to Table last night. <laughs> uh, body Snatcher. Do they know about the Body Snatcher? <laughs> no, I don't think they know about Body Snatchers or that we should be wearing helmets. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, our inside joke is when you know stuff just start happening in our life that we're grateful for. Uh, that blessings is just falling out the sky and we need to we need to get our helmets out because we get knocked over the head with blessings. <laughs> so listen, got my helmet out. So um, booked the last seat in farm to table last night. I got 15 more bodies ready to get this work starting this Tuesday, October 1st. Congratulations, uh, man, man. Look, Jay. And I was worried because the fall, I mean, the summer class. I expected not to feel that. I'm like, a summertime, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And the summer class sold out a month before it started. Mm-hmm. So here I am the last week before it's about to start and still had like five seats. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm like, dang, all right, I guess, you know. And also, it was kind of like a hit to my self-esteem for a hot second because in business, it's sweet if you do it, but you, you have a system when you can replicate it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, dang, maybe it was just a fluke, whatever. Right. Nope. No, it's not a flu, baby. We changing lives. So, farm to table. This is my six week live course uh, in plant based nutrition. It's called Farm to Table, Eat Well. And um, starting this Tuesday, October first, in Livonia, Michigan, we have another fifteen bodies that's about to get this work. And uh, we'll be, they'll be graduating on November fifth. So put that in your calendar, Jay. We got another graduation to plan. And I am so proud. I'm so thrilled. And I want to. I know some of my students, past and upcoming, are listening. So I just want to tell you guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And what's so dope is so, you know, Kiwi, um, you know, Kiwi got the women who live program. Mm-hmm, right. So mm-hmm. Kiwi, she just enrolled 30 girls into her fall women who live program. Right. Wow. Yo, yo. So if you're in the Metro Detroit area and you are a woman who's looking to learn how to body build, put on mass, lose weight, eat right and develop the discipline to structure a workout regimen. You need to be in Kiwi's program, the Shed Fit Factory in Livonia, Michigan. I'm also the nutritionist for the gym and the Women Who Lift program. So here's what I'm getting to. So the Women Who Lift, the Women Who Lift, they had their first, um, I did their first nutrition session yesterday morning, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm 30 ladies all there, boom, 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 soaking it in. I'm kicking it to them. I teach for two hours. And um, at the end, I tell them, oh, by the way, I got two seats left in Farm to Table. It starts Tuesday. If y'all like what y'all heard today and y'all think y'all need a little more um, in-depth with the, with the nutrition piece over the next 12 weeks that you and a women who lift, you know, y'all might you might want to join Farm to Table. Mm-hmm. It happens right here in this building, blah, blah, blah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, one woman come up to me at the end and was like, I want a seat. She was like, my friend Denise graduated from the last class and that's all she could talk about. Wow. Which one? Okay, which one? I'm about to start tearing up. I'm like, yo, she was like, when she was taking your class, she was posting about mm-hmm. it. She was talking about it. She said she done told everybody. You need a farm to table, like some type of way you could see those posts. Yeah, right. Well, I do when people tag me and stuff. I see them and, yeah. I, and I screenshot them and keep them and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and you can't help. It's just like you tell me about something. It's just the yeah. way how word of mouth works. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, she was like, she was talking about how good it is. So, um, she was like, put me down, uh, uh here's my car, here's my deposit mm-hmm. and, um, hold on. You said you got one seat left. Let me call my sister and see if she'd do it with me. She was like, let me like f- from a business standpoint, I still kind of miss how we used to do the business advice on the last podcast, professionally fit podcast, but from a business standpoint. Don't nothing sell your services better than
2: mm-hmm.
0: word of mouth and referrals, right? Mm-hmm. It's no matter how sweet I can tell y'all I am or how good I built out this course, I'm the one selling it, right? you know what I mean? But when somebody come up to you and be like, so-and-so been through your stuff and told me it's fire,
2: mm-hmm. not
0: only do I not know you, but I want to see because of what my friend said, I believe it so much, let me call my sister somebody I love. And tell her she needs to be here with the biggest compliment That is, sis was like, no, go. I'm not giving up my Pepsi just to (laughs) round that out. Yes, absolutely. Sis was like, absolutely not. Right. So I just, I just got the one out of her, but then I booked somebody else that evening for that last seat. But my point is. You know what I mean? That's like me calling you like, my bestie need to be in here. All I know is my other bestie said this was, the, mm-hmm. and I know somebody who needs, that was so love to me. Just a minute, she was like, hold on, wait a minute. Because yeah. somebody standing next to me, like you got a seat left, another lady was like, oh, you sold out? And I was like, you want that seat? She was like, no, I ain't going to do it this time. Other lady like, let me call my sister. Mm-hmm. See if she can get that last seat. You yeah, know what I'm dope. saying? It was so dope, Jay. It was so dope. So farm to table live. Listen, in 2020. Um, we're taking this thing, you know, to some other locations. We, the, the last couple have been in Livonia. We're going to have some, we're going to keep doing it in Livonia. I'm going to have some couple, couple more throughout the state of Michigan. But my goal for 2020 is to, you know, certify people, um, in plant-based nutrition and as farm to table instructors and the other 23 certified. So that's coming. Um, cause I know a lot of you guys listen from all over the world. Matter of fact, I want to read a couple countries. So I know you get hyped. where we had uh a couple listeners in the last couple weeks so uh check it out it's like where where y'all people from i was looking on now this is just from soundcloud we have people listening from all over but united states united kingdom japan united arab Emirates, middle east we got we got two listens in the middle east in the last uh week this is just in the last seven days i'm looking at Colombia, Canada, Republic of Korea, Germany, Spain.
1: Wow.
0: Huh? Come get this melanin health.
1: I'm going to open it back up for people to meet me. I'm going to open it back up. Listen, look, send an email.
0: <laughs> and Damn. in the last seven days, just in like the U.S., Charlotte, the Bronx, Detroit, Lake Orion, Jonesboro, Atlanta, Midland, Los Angeles, Los, uh, Oak Park, DeSoto, Redford. You know how you get on a live webinar. They'd be like, type your city in, where you yeah. from, or your YouTube. Tell me where y'all from. I'm going to tell y'all where y'all from. Okay? <laughs> Washington, Livonia, Tucker, Richmond, Brooklyn, Southfield, Cincinnati, Clinton Township, Grand Rapids, Cedar Park, Inglewood. I'm like, come through. Come through. So I just want to shout out to everybody, whether this your first episode or your hundredth episode. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Much love. And we don't normally argue just, just to let y'all know. But turns out ain't going to be the last time. Yeah. Just keep talking crazy. <laughs> keep talking crazy. Up
0: in here. All right. Yo, 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 wait what? I got another one though, but yo, yo, yo,
1: wait what? Okay. My wait what? <clears throat> I have three. I have three wait what? <laughs>
0: go, <laughs> well, go for it, sis.
1: Kill him with it then. (laughs) All right. So first way, what? I'm at home minding my very own business. As usual. As usual. I'm just minding my own business. Not messing with nobody. (laughs) Right? And a text came through saying all these different things that my bestie was going through scared the life out of me. Scared the life out of me. I'm about to grab. I'm falling over myself, trying to grab my shoes, my cape, cause I'm about to. I'm about to save her. I'm like, yo, where you at? I'm about to pull up. Not in the next 15. I'm, not, I'm talking about right now. I'm not doing this. Okay. Send that. Where you at? I get the reply. Just playing. <laughs> <laughs> what I got to do to get a T date up out you, That's what I got to do. I said, "Wait. What? Don't don't do that." So, if you don't know who this bestie is, it's this person right here who thinks it's pretty hilarious. Now, I'm going to tell you what scared me. She said I can't, I I missed a speaking engagement cuz I got the dates wrong. That's what scared me. Not all the stuff that out of all the stuff you said before that. No way. I said she going through something. She going. Th- I got the dates wrong on the speaking engagement. Oh, I that was a give- that- giveaway that your whole life is out of whack. I was like where I'm pulling up. I, don't, don't listen. I get it. I get it. But it was, a I've, been like, help. I've been a little neglectful lately, mm-hmm. but don't don't scare people, scare your friends. It's not the route to go when you need attention. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> not. I needed some attention. That's not what I you needed. Do. Just attention. say I need some attention. But, That's what I said. No, you <laughs> gave me about ten things you did. That was totally out of character, and I'm like, okay, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my way. What? Like I, that ain't
0: funny. Don't uh, do that. Well, I tell you one thing. Everybody not, might might not agree with your methods. But I know we had a date set up two days later, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't. You can argue with the method all you want. What you can't argue with is about whether that or it, not worked. it worked. <laughs> it worked. It did work. It oh, did work. Oh, I had me a hot little date. Huh? Nah. Like
1: this is childish.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, y'all. I sent Jay a long text. All this stuff that was going wrong in my life and that I needed help. And she like, instantly, where you at? I'm about to come. To... I'm like, really? After about two, three weeks, all of <laughs> a sudden 30, you got time for me. Then I'm not told her I was just joking. I just wanted a tea date. She was, she's was in her feelings. So that's what that was all about. <laughs> I don't know what the problem was.
1: Yeah. Just don't do that no more. Yeah, well, That's a, I, I told you, I'm just going to tell you, sorry, telling you. I, I. We need next, some hot wait, water what? for your
0: tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> huh? That. That <laughs> 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 you irritate. <Next laughs> all right. Out. So, I'm in store and they trying to get by me mm-hmm. and she's an older lady, mm-hmm. um, probably like in her mid-60s, early 60s or whatever. And she's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Let me get my fat butt. Over. I'm knocking you all around. I said, I was like, cut it out. And I looked at her, I was like, she wasn't even big, mm-hmm. but you know. Of course, she could afford to lose a couple pounds but mm-hmm. I was like if you don't cut it out I was like you're not even big she was like mm-hmm. she was like but I have been uh working out and uh I'm doing better and this this and that so we got on a health kick. She was like the only thing I need to fix or work on do better is my blood pressure, right? So mm-hmm. I started I told her about Black Health Academy. I thought about yes. your uh Saturday class yes. on the first Saturday of the month. Um I gave her the the website, everything, and then I was just telling her about labels and how you absolutely do not have to have uh, high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Why she say? My doctor said, "Lord, my my blood pressure not that bad for my age." I nearly, wait, I, what? I nearly fit. I had never got so aggressive. She probably thought I wanted to fight her. <laughs> I said there is no such thing as it's good for your bad for your age. It's either good or it's bad. Mm-hmm. You are on high blood pressure medication. It's bad. It's bad. There is no for your age. You're not supposed to have high blood pressure. And you're never supposed to get it. Wow. For your age. I just wanted to be like, write his number down, her number down. Because they, wow. they need to attend a natri- nutrition course. What do they mean it's not bad for your age? Because if you
0: own medication, that that's the problem. If, if you're on a man-made
1: drug. I was so upset. It's, I was so upset because she was up woman. He basically saying, woman. like, for your age,
0: it's okay to be on a pill. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know the, you know, the spectrum. I don't know what they're No, use I'm the interpreting. Numbers. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Because if, if it wasn't that, if
0: it was just high but not like risky, you wouldn't be on medication. Exactly. So, okay, it's a little elevated. And,
1: no, that's not what he was saying. If you're on a drug, it's a problem. My biggest problem wasn't even that she's on a drug, and that's my biggest problem was that he put her age as a factor. For your age. If you were 40, then this would be unacceptable. But because, no, that means there is something that she's doing, period. I don't care if she's 80, 90, 40, or 30 years old. 100%. Her blood pressure needs to be something that you take into consideration that needs to be fixed. Agreed. For her, age. I was so angry, and 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 you just made
0: a great point because that then lets him or her off the, the hook. hook. Yeah, like I'm, um, we're gonna attribute it to your age, so right. there's nothing either one of us can do. Exactly, just take this pill. Yeah, no accountability Please.
1: for me, no accountability for, for you. you.
0: Nonsense,
1: absolute nonsense. Okay,
0: tell me, she heard you. Did she hear you, or did you walk away feeling like she
1: probably the doctor's still winning? I felt I walked away feeling like. I wish that I could call her again. I feel like a little bit of the seed got planted, but I, f- I hope that she comes to your classes, and I hope that she takes me up on it. I just don't feel like in that uh, amount of time that, that I that she had sometimes enough. Sometimes we conviction. can't make an impact on people. It in was an a impact to let her know that, <clears throat> and I, and I also told her that all you're doing is. You know, making the symptoms not flare up while giving yourself a whole nother set of problems to deal with. Absolutely. There is no prescriptive medication that, com- that, that doesn't come without its own problem. Exactly right. So do I think it helped her? I think it gave her more accountability. Okay. Um, but her daughter was a nurse or is a nurse. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, because I was telling her that it doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter your age when it comes to certain things. Yeah. You if you're affected by this, then there, there's something you can do about it. You need to be doing that. Absolutely. Don't give your let yourself off the hook. But she was saying, Yeah, because my daughter was saying there's a lot of 40 year olds who's sicker than I am. That was another thing she was letting oh, herself off the hook for. Gosh. Ma'am. I'm doing ma'am. better than somebody ma'am, I, I don't know. care who so, you're doing better that's than right. focus. That's right. So yeah, that was my way. I was
0: optimal saying. health, not i de- not, not to to have, doing not better than, so so. than someone else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was big mad. Remind me to give you a stack of cards to keep with you in your car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: mm -hmm. Be slanging them like you be slanging them plants. Listen, help. Listen. listen. I'm mad. I'm I'm big. Big mad. Everybody in here needs a DJ. Right. (laughs) I'm about to
0: climb up. Cause if one more order wings (laughs) come out, I'm going off in here.
1: (laughs) So my doctor said. Yeah,
0: and that's another. You know, um, to anybody who's in the medical field or works in healthcare. Uh, this is us talking to you for a minute. You know, um, give people a fighting chance. Because I know sometimes uh, healthcare providers will make assumptions that we want the medications or that. Because i I and, and this is not even an assumption that I've making I've been to conferences where most of the audience was doctors or healthcare providers and they'll say well they don't even want the lifestyle like I don't even waste my time discussing nutrition mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. workouts with them that. because they they want the quick fix like I see that you know what I mean and so um let's not uh as as professionals assume what the client does or doesn't want Right. It's our duty to tell them all of their options. It's mm-hmm. our duty to make sure they're educated at least in the know of what the alternatives are, as opposed to just a man-made drug.
1: You know what? As you were talking, I just realized how the doctors have um black or white when it comes to remedying a problem. Prescription, or let me tell you how to do this thing on your own and do it with lifestyle mm-hmm. changes. Mm-hmm. I think they also need a list with things that like you have, they need a list of people, resources that people mm. can hold your hand and walk you through this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the buck may stop here with me. Either you want prescription, or am I? I'm going to tell you what to do and see you in three months. And but maybe they need some type of list. You used to have something like that for, or you may still have it for what? Um, where people can ha- get like a black doctor. What do you call that list? Uh, um, oh, we have that available on at the Black Health Academy. Yeah, but like, I'm not talking about like that a resource type of list. list. Yeah, a resource list of different of different different like group things, advice, somebody who can help you with your lifestyle change. Because mm-hmm. they put all the onus on the person. They don't know anything about this stuff. Right. Well, so I, I do have like a team of people like, okay, so when you come to
0: me as a coach. No, the, you are who should be on the list is what I'm saying. And yeah, the doctor. But I have, then I have like a therapist. I have holistic people. Like I I build a team. So I, I, I don't know if you mean like something I can't hand somebody.
1: Not you. I'm saying when a person goes to a D.O. or M.D., they should have you on their list, not the opposite way. Okay. Like when they say you need to, okay, you, I'm not going to put you on prescription just yet. Mm. I know Lisa A. Smith. Yeah. This is on the resource list. Yeah. I know whatever, like a list of people like you on their right. resource list.
0: Yes. Got it. Well, you know, we're going to do some patting on the back this in this fourth quarter. I will say this. I'm not necessarily, I know one doctor who refers me, but. I got a call from a woman just the other day, perfect stranger, and she's like, yeah, I was sitting at my doctor's office and a woman in the lobby told me about you.
1: That makes me feel so good. I was like, yo.
0: Yeah. So it ain't come yo, from the doctor, it. but it's but it at from my people. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a step in the right direction yeah. because I really feel like, yeah, that may be too much. You have high blood pressure. You need to start exercising and eating right. Okay, where do I start? Where I don't do know how I that do? Sounds it? Extreme, but I get what you're saying. I'm not gonna argue. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm looking away now. You know why it sounds extreme? It does because I've seen people. Their eat right that ain't right. Just mm. unleashing a person. Uh, we onto need to their spend some own. time redefining what eat right. Yeah, I've, I've seen the eat right, a salad pie, pile high with crap. I've seen the eat right. Oh, I, I'm i just eating a fr- fried uh, broccoli. and I mean, I've seen yeah. their eat right, and, it, and it's just no, that's someone needs to yeah. hold your hand for a minute. Shout out to Farmer Table. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. so that's my second way. What you going? You got another way? What? Yeah, but go with your third, chanters. <laughs> <laughs> okay so if you listen to the last podcast i talked about i'm at a new company and to keep the morale supposedly high (laughs) every morning the different teams go they meet up in a group and and they have a chant for the day oh the the chant changes daily and then at the end of the chant everyone high fives okay it drives me up the entire wall Mm -hmm. if i if i did it maybe once a week it'd be okay But every day coming around saying, chancers, chancers. And then the high five at the end, it drives me. So Friday, I was like, you know what? I I can't. I can't do this chanting. I'm not in the mood. I just, I'm over it. Our team chants about 8.15 every day in the morning, right? So I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go to the break room, get my tea, chill out for a bit you know, waste time, wash my fruit up, do everything that I would normally do in maybe like an hour. I'm, I'm going to do it now. Mm-hmm. So, so you're trying to get out of the chance. Yeah, I'm trying to avoid this whole thing. How right, because remember place. last time I tried to act like I was doing a report and they were like, yeah, you come back to that. So <laughs> this time I was like, i won't be at my desk. I'll just be where well, you won't even see me. So I go to the uh, break room mm-hmm. and then after I'm... Just fiddling around there for 10 minutes. I run into my friend Asia. She's like, What do I hear people chant because she knows when she hears the first team chant of all men is real deep and baritone. She knows that my team is a couple minutes after. Okay. She was saying, You're gonna miss the chant. I was like, Exactly, exactly. <laughs> ex- absolutely, I absolutely am gonna miss the chant. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so, so I then. Stay around for her to get whatever she's getting, some whatever. I don't know what she's getting. And then I chat with her for another day. So I'm going for about 15 minutes. Okay. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Slick Uh with it. (laughs) (laughs) Who did it? You did. So (laughs) get back to my desk. This time I'm sincerely looking at, you know, my work. I turn around. There's a man looming over my desk. Almost scared me you ready to chant. <gasps> <gasps> they waited for you. To this day, I don't know if they waited or just got behind on the song. And before I could answer him, because he's not, I don't barely even know this man. He just always, I don't know. And then a supervisor comes over, like the one that always says, chanter, chanter, chanter. But that's not the wait what. I, I, Probably, okay. Uh, that ain't the wait what. Okay. Here, here comes the wait what. I looked at both of them. And I said... I don't feel like it today. Uh-huh. Their face, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> you exercise your black privilege. Oh, I flex hard. <laughs> I say I don't feel like it. Cause you know how we do. We don't beat we around the yes. bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I, no, I don't feel like it. That it is what it is. I don't feel like it to Yeah, me. I'm not. Yeah. When I say the look on Lisa, you would have thought I said, "I, I don't, I don't want my kids. I don't want them," or something like that. Right? <laughs> something real crazy. Something real crazy. They, they didn't even know what to do with themselves. The look on their faces was pure, unadulterated shock. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately text Asia. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> would you believe I did not miss a chance?" But I told her, I, I don't even feel like it, what? and they may as well have fainted. She laughs so hard, while like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> rolling on the floor. Left, yes, that's happening. It just happened. What's <laughs> <laughs> it it happening? It's happening. Yes, you know, no, no. Wow, I'm about to show you how much like, you are used to me because I'm new, you know, right? Yeah, let's go chant. No, no. Wow, I don't feel like it, and
0: so they just went and chanted without you. Yes,
1: I love it. Yes, <laughs> I, I love it. it. I know it's to boost morale, but it should be on your terms, yeah. not chanters, chanters, yeah. and then high fiving. A person may just be having a bad day, and that is what may set them into a completely <laughs> oh, yeah. utter. Because I was like, "Nope, I'm not." And then to turn around, hey,
0: especially you, you had did the work in 15 minutes in the break room training. I
1: did the work. You did the work. You couldn't. I that did had the to end well. That it, had yeah, to end well. if I would have went over there and yeah. talked about
0: yeah,
1: teams are made uh Great dreams or some crap they would have put on. Oh, their, solutions, go solutions, <laughs> and then wave your hands in the air and high five. I would have, uh, nah, no.
0: Speaking of which, make sure
1: you think of the chant for us today. Oh, we gotta do our
0: chant. Oh, we're, that's that's part of the black Hill. I don't know it's gonna be part every time, but I think that we're gonna hit that chant again at the end of this episode. <laughs> All right. Oh man, here I am
1: being bullied again. Right, <laughs>
0: chanters. Uh, my final way was so I told you in the last episode I went to a woman who did the the holistic spiritual can look at you and yeah, read yeah, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah. And uh, you know, so she I did a, a, a consultation with her and she read me from head to toe and told me what was going on inside my body blah blah blah. And she came back with a, a regimen mm-hmm. that I should take because uh, I was dealing with dry skin. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know that. Yeah. And, um, and I, I don't know if maybe I, when I did that 5k in Texas back in spring, your skin
1: has not been the same. No.
0: And I'm like, I think because it was a mud run Oh, and I'm like, did I get some type of parasite or something? I mean, I have, I felt fine, you know right. what I mean? But it's just the, my skin is like, well, I drink a gallon of water day. you know, I'm mostly plant-based, mostly alkaline diet. But it's like, my skin would be weird, doing weird stuff. And so, I was like, so that's part of the reason why I went to her. Like, let me see what she say about this, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And um, she came back with a regimen that says, I need to go on a raw
1: vegan diet for six to eight months. Oh. That, that sounds about, about right. That sounds about right. So, I'm about to go
0: raw. Okay. Jay. I actually want to apologize publicly and universally to everybody's listening who we suggest <laughs> oh to, you know, or just do it or go plant based go vegan. I'm over here like I don't know where to start. I don't have recipes. I I'm like YouTube and stuff. I don't know raw dishes outside of salads. I know I can snack on nuts, drink water, but I'm like, what am I going to eat? You know, she's like, you know, two green smoothies a day. And so I called her and I was like, okay, just like a client. Jay, I called her and was like, okay, I want to be clear about what you mean when you say raw. <laughs> but this, I feel like this is a fair question. I said, you mean I can't even have hummus or bread? Because hummus is chickpeas, but the chickpeas got to be cooked. True. She said, nope, can't even have that. So we talking about nothing that has, I knew, I knew I was going to have to give up all my grain. You know how we love our beans, quinoa. Sweet potatoes because the the challenge for me is it's not addictions that I'm trying that I'm having anxiety about giving up That's what most people have anxiety about when we tell them to go plant-based. We already eat super healthy is I literally don't know. I can't eat any, I can't eat oatmeal unless I do, over, oh, I can do overnight oats in the refrigerator where they don't have to be cooked, but I can't do any of our grains. I can't do splippy. I can't do lentil soup. I can't do falafel. I can't do any beans. I can't do sweet potato. Like it, cause all of that stuff we eat cooked.
1: So I'm literally like... I'm going to ask the lady at my job who doesn't eat grains and eats a lot of things like that and see if she has any tips or anything like that. Yeah. And I've been like following Rob. Like
0: I'm like, I'm like, oh. Terry
1: should know too. And it's probably a oh, whole community might. you can oh, actually touch down sure. in over there. Yeah, um, That's true. Terry and Moselle are yeah. both uh, raw chefs. So you're going to probably have to just start talking to people and then familiarizing yourself with places that we everything we tell our clients to yeah exactly <laughs> it's
0: gonna be okay I, oh it's Yo, gonna be not only is it gonna be okay i'm gonna do it then yeah. that's the part i'm coming in i'm not i'm not gonna be defeated right right i know i'm gonna do it but i was like literally like I, something like hummus you would consider most people might consider it i'm like no that's not raw. so even you know i, like, okay, I can still do yep. guacamole but i gotta think about everything first you know back to basics so, I'm so excited about it though because um, I cannot wait
1: to learn whatever I'm gonna learn. And it's gonna be a lot. To it's gonna learn. be a
0: game changer.
1: Yeah. It's and you're gonna changer. start eating stuff that you normally wouldn't, wouldn't eat, like just, I'm just picturing like those um, sprouts and just different things. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I watched this one video on YouTube where a young lady made a raw raw noodle dish and i'm like how to get the noodles they use kelp noodles that like um swole up and softened up with just water and i, and I can't wait to learn stuff like that mm-hmm. and i'm like yo and they show what she put in it and blah blah i'm like okay so it got me excited like okay because i'm there's no way i don't even want to do just salads you know what i mean you know i don't mind salads like but no nah, i'm not for six to eight months maybe even up to a year mm-hmm. So this is going to be a game changer because I'm going to be not only, you know, doing this for my own personal health to see if I can take my health to the next level, but also for my business. And as a student, I'm kind of like putting myself through something to study for clients that I'm going to help in the future. And so that aspect of it, i me so excited. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, I'm going to start after our fit trip. That's why I was telling you Friday. I couldn't tell you why on Friday. Yeah, I was yeah. like. Because <laughs> I want to save it for the podcast. Oh, so, wait,
1: what? Oh, okay. But, yeah, so after so the fit trip. So, when we go out of town, again, that's going to be interesting, too. In Jamaica? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I, but I'll be at least months in by then. And I'll yeah. maybe have, because maybe, maybe I'll bring a whole thing of food with me. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, yeah. So, right after the fit trip in October, I'm going raw. Wow. Isn't that crazy?
1: That is so crazy. Because I was actually thinking about doing it for one day out of the week. And I was like, and then. Right. right. <laughs> one note. Turns out that's not for me, so yeah. And part of what makes it
0: even harder for me is I love hot food. Mm -hmm. Like, I sometimes I don't even eat salads because I'm like, I want something hot. And I'm like, am I making it even harder for myself by going into the winter doing it when we usually eat chilies and soups and stews and those warm foods? But you're
1: going to find so many different ways. Um, And I remember someone was telling me about someone they worked with who would not use a microwave or anything they would warm their food up under hot water in some type of container Mm. so i wonder where they is that considered raw no idea is that
0: cooking it i don't know i'm gonna find out bet i'm gonna learn all of that you know i'm gonna probably invest in a raw vegan raw food book and um yeah. so and
1: probably find some um live stuff maybe going even bright and they may have some oh yeah that's true time. and maybe
0: even have a terrier Moselle like do a teaching class with me because I'm like dang because I, I instantly thought about who's in my circle that I can tap into so already being in this world and going into it without having any food addictions um already being a well-disciplined person I'm like I I can already identify my privilege of this being easier for me. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So you already know how to do hard stops. Yeah. So Yeah, no doubt. So
0: Okay. All right. That's my way. What? Listen. <clears throat> 50 minutes in. Let's see what we got for the people.
1: Oh <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I want I to tell you what. You. You, you know they waiting on your description. You're gonna go to your description.
0: Listen. So today I made two things that I want to describe. I made a smoothie that was real good. Um, and I made some roasted vegetables. Mm-hmm. So y'all meal of the week. I want everybody to take this one away. We we about to everybody. We need plants this week. This is how y'all going to get them in. I made a quick smoothie. My new try. You mess with watercress?
1: Yes.
0: Delicious.
1: Oh, I like it. It got a spicy peppery. And I like it because the biggest thing with for me with being vegan mm-hmm. is I kind of miss the crunch. No, you're talking about watercress. You're talking about the plant. Oh, yeah. Not that round. What is that called? Uh, chestnut. Water chestnuts, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no. watercress is okay. That's the one I said I was trying to implement um into my diet because it's high in, uh like, to put in for cancer-fighting properties and stuff like that. Antioxidants. Yeah. What's it? Antioxidants? Yeah, free radicals. What podcast? I got to think about what podcast it was. We were just <laughs> talking about on the podcast. But, yeah, it was when it... When it came to um, Googling, oh, for the high nutritional value, it was high on the list for um, putting the salad. Yeah. So, well,
0: I thought you were going to name the nutrition that it, um...
1: I don't know, because I was looking at a whole list. Like uh, oh, and okay. they were ranking, ranking them from I think number, and watercress was high up. Yeah, watercress okay. was high up, so I can't remember all things about it.
0: Well, I'm um, sure many people listening have heard of watercress. For those of you who haven't, it's a it's a leafy green. You can buy it in the store. I bought mine just in a in a bag, like you would buy a bag yeah, of spinach yep. or something. So I bought a bag of watercress. Was my my new try? I put I ate some raw in a salad so I could actually taste the taste of it. Um without being intimidated by it and then just going quickly to blend it to some yeah, high taste so I did that, but I made a smoothie today, so it has like a a peppery taste mm-hmm. like it's you know, but it's definitely not overpowering. I made a smoothie today with some watercress, a banana,
2: uh-huh.
0: some hemp seeds, mm-hmm. a half of a lemon, very alkaline. do you put lemon in your smoothies? Absolutely not, yeah, yeah, not 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 lemon juice. I mean, cutting the lemon in half, of course, peeling the rind off, and lemon. Lemon is very alkalizing. It's a lot of lemon in green juices. Like if you go out and get a cold-pressed juice, a lot of them will have lemon in it. But a lemon in a smoothie is just as alkalizing. So I, I always, I often put lemon in my smoothies. But I usually, uh, so, you know, my rule is 75% plants, one or two fruits, right? Just right. to for, make it palatable, wash the medicine down. I always use frozen blueberries, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, I know you shop at Aldi, mm-hmm. but you ain't tell me to shop at Aldi.
1: Oh, you wasn't? I'm sorry. Yeah, the whole organic line with all the stuff that we eat. Jay. my little
0: mushroom, my baby Bellas was only like a dollar eighty. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Oh, Aldi is slapping. So I, when I buy frozen fruit, I usually only get like the wild organic blueberries. From Whole Foods because they only like two ninety nine. I get to the Aldi, they got the frozen fruit. I'm like, let me get one or two other frozen fruits. Mm-hmm. I got some frozen raspberries and some frozen
1: pineapple. Mm-hmm. Wait before before you go on, because is it Trader Joe's or Whole Foods that Aldi's is owned by? It's one of them, and that's why I think it's traders. You think it's traders? Let me double check. Okay,
0: so. But you think that's why, oh, yeah, why I they think got a that's healthcare. why there's
1: a value on, um, and they know the value of that line just because yeah. of
0: the owners. But yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, so yes, they are. They're both owned by a German uh company called Albrecht. Which ones? Trader Joe's and Audi. Oh, okay. Are owned by the same people, so it's not that Trader Joe's own Audi. They're under the same brand.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. So, but it started in Germany. Nice fun fact. Okay. It's not an American. And start in America, just like, um, sure, not no, right? Help, <laughs> <laughs> not American, just like Sad. you know, Tim Hortons is a Canadian company. But so, I got the watercress in there, mm-hmm. I got the banana, mm-hmm. ripe right banana, mm-hmm. right? So, that gives it enough sweetness, um, and then I put the hemp seeds in there, half of a lemon, and I added four pieces of frozen pineapple. I want to spell that out because y'all be doing too much. Four pieces of frozen pineapple. How does that taste? Delicious. I did not know frozen pineapple was hitting. I've never bought frozen pineapple. I don't me either. Right. I don't only frozen fruit I usually buy is it's blueberries. blueberries. Yeah. yeah. I mean everything oh, else I like no. fresh. And
1: did you see that mango um mix they have too? Well, well yeah, what's in it? But go on say it for me. Uh it's also I guess mango. And strawberries, I believe, mango and strawberries.
0: See, I don't like frozen strawberries. I think they taste like water. My strawberries always got to be fresh. Mm. And and frozen strawberries, I'll never put in a smoothie. They add no sweetness or flavor to it. I think strawberries are very bland.
1: Yeah, it's very hit or miss. But Every time I put that, um, maybe it just it may just be the mango, but it's so good. It's definitely the mango. Yeah. Um,
0: hands down, no (laughs) hands down. The frozen (laughs) strawberries is trash. I ain't met one yet that have flavor. But that smoothie. Was hitting then. Now, do you put chia seeds in your smoothie? No. Okay. I used to put it on top. Do you mean like blended? that I meant blended. No. Okay. See, that's the ticket. I used to put it in blended. They all on the side of the smoothie cup. So I blended everything together first. Oh, and my liquid was unsweetened almond milk. I blended everything together, but then I put the chia on top and just stirred it in, you know, and drank it with a straw. But I'm okay. Why so don't you I didn't even put it
1: on top anymore. Why don't I put it on top anymore? mm mm-hmm. Because I, I switched over to flax seeds. I go back and oh, forth. Oh, you go back and forth. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, But I just read in, in this book that you have called uh, Food Remedies mm-hmm. that flax seed, when we get the whole flax seed, did you read that portion? Mm-mm. That we're pretty much wasting our time. Oh, it yeah. needs to be ground. It needs to be ground up. Oh, I knew and that I, already, yeah. I didn't know that. I've been using yeah. whole flax seeds. Yeah. Ground and flax not only have I been using whole flax seeds, <laughs> Uh-oh. I was looking at the ground up ones like they think they slick trying to ground <laughs> it up so they can give us
0: less But I'm about to get... <laughs> I, I'm going to show them and get the whole boy. Right. No, yeah. I don't need you to ground up nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I only buy ground flax seed, And I've been doing that for a while. I, I read that a while ago. Um. So, and the ground flax that's how you make a vegan egg too, ground flax seed mm-hmm. with water. But so my smoothie was hit. I've never... Did the frozen pineapple? So mm-hmm. I'm. Everybody must be like probably like you preaching to the choir. But let me tell you something that changed the game. Smoothie hit four different. Piece. Oh, oh, and it was a. It wasn't. I don't want. I'm not a colorist, but it wasn't green. So like the smoothie was like that vibrant yellow. You know what I mean? Because how did you make it yellow? And four pieces. Because piece I didn't pineapple? have a blue. No, because I didn't have a blueberry in there. that gave it the red. Oh, okay. So because you know the watercress ain't enough to turn it green. It's usually something from a berry
1: oh. that gives
0: it. The red color, right? Um, so it had the pineapple, the banana, the hemp seeds, and the, the almond lemon. milk, yeah. the lemon, and that then, sounds
1: really delicious.
0: I'm, I'm, that's why I'm saying it again for you. And then the watercress.
1: <laughs> it not was fair. a really good little quick yeah. little
0: powerhouse of a smoothie. It's, so it sounds
1: good, yeah, yeah. And guys, notice that she did not say protein. Oh yeah, no. no. When it, you, it, when you drink that. a shake, it you don't need a protein shake. No. They, they somehow, how did they convince everybody that we need so much protein, need milk? Need... Oh, that's another thing the lady said, too, the one who said that for her age. I was telling her, you know, about dairy. She's like, yeah, but I do love my yogurt because, I, I mean, or I'm what I'm going to do, drink, drink milk? I didn't even take the time. I was just like, you don't. <laughs> I was like, you don't need milk. Let's move on. <laughs> you,
0: you, you, you. I don't know how you got in this field. I don't even know why. (laughs) You have no patience? Your lack of patience with people. This is a perfect stranger who basically has a blank slate when it comes to nutrition. And you didn't
1: even have two seconds of patience. I said you don't need milk. That was my patience. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's move on.
1: Let's move on. She didn't even
0: catch it. Now she out just sucking up all the dairy. I told her three, four times. You, you did not, not have a right to
1: shrug and say, oh, well. <laughs> I do. This was a chance encounter. And I told her to where to That's come. That's where you thrive. That's where I told her. This is where you. Co- I, oh, I took the second step, too. I told you. <laughs> I, I went to my car. Do you hear me? And got a an a envelope, took out my information so I can have the empty envelope and write on there. My name and my oh, number. Oh, you did tell us that earlier. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, wrote, okay, okay. I wrote your name. Okay. I wrote the Black Health Academy. Because I said, I know you say you don't have Instagram, but if your daughter have Instagram, follow her. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I said the Black Health Academy. Then I said, if you forget any of this, then here's my number. Mm-hmm. Okay. I All did right. my job. Okay.
0: No, no doubt. I give it to you. Okay. You ain't tell us that part earlier. <laughs> I'm like, you just shook your head, wiped your hands and lay like you haven't worked in for milk. two years. You don't need milk. I'm like, how <laughs> she on your nerve in two seconds. Okay. Okay. All right. It's not hurt on my nerves. It's people. It's like, know, oh, my But They irritation. break down to individuals. Because I know what you're saying. It's overall, yeah. I'm sick of saying this over and over again. Yeah, I told y'all we don't need milk. <laughs> I ain't telling one more person, even though they've never heard me say I it. you've never seen me a day in your life, <laughs> I'm sick of you. <laughs> so listen, I roasted some vegetables today, too. I wanted to, I want to share this with y'all. Because I told y'all, everything, when I described my sandwich in the last episode, everything doesn't require a five-star recipe. Jay, you know we already like our roasted veg, right? Mm -hmm. And I know you love your garlic. I roasted some broccoli. I went to the farmer's market, got some fresh broccoli. I had some broccoli with some red onion with some mushrooms, some baby Bella mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Aldi, right? So I put a teaspoon of Earth Balance, right? That's Mm -hmm. the the vegan butter, the red container, Mm -hmm. soy-free. A teaspoon of earth balance. That ain't nothing but oil. It ain't nothing but pure fat. I didn't say a tablespoon. I didn't say two. A teaspoon of the earth balance. Roasted in the oven at 375, right? I'm starting to use parchment paper instead of foil. So I got the parchment paper. Got the vegetables, the broccoli, the red onion, the baby bella mushrooms. Teaspoon of earth balance. Mm-hmm. Season it with some pink Himalayan sea salt mm-hmm. and some garlic and herb seasoning. Oh. Won't he will. Won't he will. So you let it roast maybe what you say, 10 minutes? Because you gotta retain the crunch of every vegetable on mm-hmm. that on that pan, right? Because if there's no crunch, there's no. Nutrients. You already know we gotta retain the nutrients. Oh, I'm gonna force you to ad-lib So, <laughs> so, but here's the ticket that I figured out. So I had already seasoned it with the pink Himalayan sea salt and the garlic and herb seasoning, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, how do you buy you buy fresh garlic or the minced garlic in a in a glass
1: jar? Both. Okay, it depends on what it is. But so for a while, just a side note." They, You can get the pre-peeled fresh garlic at Trader Joe's. Absolutely, you can.
0: I know about that. Okay. Thank you. And you want to get it in water, not oil, because some of them in oil. It was in nothing. It's oh, like, just it's ba- already. It's vacuum sealed. Yes. Okay. I've seen that too, but I know you can get the whole pieces of garlic that are in oil. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah, right, right. So, check this out. I remember watching a documentary last year. Mm-hmm. About garlic, don't mm-hmm. question, don't question my interest. I'm
1: gonna, I'm <laughs>
0: go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> when I watch this documentary about garlic, that sounds so lame. Wow, when I watched this documentary about garlic, <laughs> they talked about how they used Chinese slave labor to peel garlic. Oh man, come through with the history, lease. So they would... the, the, the Chinese, uh, uh, not slave labor, prison laborers. Mm-hmm. So the Chinese people who are in prison. Part of what they do is peel garlic so that the glass jars that we get in the store with the minced garlic, that's what they're doing. And they talked about that doing that hours a day over time, it starts to eat away at their fingernails, peeling the garlic or whatever. So they started using their teeth to peel the garlic. So they're literally putting the garlic in their mouths to peel it and then they go on whatever to and then they just throw it in a pile then you know they go on to mass manufacture it so I got so disgusted after watching that documentary that I stopped buying the minced garlic in a glass jar and I
1: only started buying whole garlic that I had to peel myself (laughs) that is so funny when people tell me stories like that (laughs) it's so hard for me to care like you could tell me, did you know everybody walked over there with the, with their shoes, and that it's like twenty spiders, and the, and then there's lit. I, 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 I just I just don't care. Because it's like at the end of the day, take care of yourself and have your immune system high and right. to fight it off. I know the visual the yeah, yeah, is no too much for you and the fact that you well, saw minute. it. Oh, no, I
0: fell off the wagon. Let me finish my story. I'll no. back. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 girl, no, no don't, don't cut me off now. Oh, okay, no, I apologize. No, I get what you're saying, though. Some stuff, some people are more sensitive to this is gross to me, this is not, whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Right, that ain't your bag. But so for a while, I was only buying fresh whole garlic that you peeled yourself. Mm-hmm. Then months later, it wore off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went back to buy glass minced garlic. Well, when I was at Easter Market the other day buying some fresh produce, the garlic was like mad, mad, mad reasonable. So mm-hmm. I bought some fresh whole garlic that I hadn't done in a while because, you know, you get used to the convenience of just scooping it out the jar. So today when I was roasting my vegetables, oh, it's coming back around. I mm-hmm. see, I see the gleam in your eye. It's coming back. When after the, the vegetables have been in the roaster for 10 minutes, I whipped out the fresh garlic, okay. peeled it, mm-hmm. chopped it small, or what they call minced it okay. myself, <laughs> opened the oven and sprinkled it on top oh, of the Oh, not the, the sprinkle. They not were the sprinkle. Done. You gotta sprinkle slow though, like you gotta cover the all the real estate. Why you can't do it fast? Because when you rush that thing, it mm-hmm. fall in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. The cre- you gotta make sure it's evenly take your
1: time distributed, Take your time. Right? Take your so time.
0: I and you gotta make sure you dice them up. You know, in the rice, you don't want the chunks too big. You don't want them too small because garlic mm. cooks fast and it will brown on you and burn. Mm. So there's a science. Oh to the garlic. You're not chocolate. doing this for nothing you ain't new to this. I'm not new to this. I had took a break from buying the whole garlic, but I'm back. Okay. So I opened the oven after it had been roasted for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I sprinkled the fresh garlic on top of the broccoli, onion, and mushroom. Close the oven door. Let it continue to roast maybe, maybe five to seven minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. And what it do? The
0: I don't can we just talk about the fragrance before we talk about the taste? Go on. The fragrance. Oh, yeah. A fresh roasted oh, I know. garlic with the hmm. And then if you look through the oven and it's the sizzling, and you can tell the broccoli's still crunchy, but it's just soft enough to be I don't think people
1: know about that roasted broccoli. Dang. I don't think they know. I'm going to tell y'all with kids especially, listen, if your kid, if your child... And I'm not saying if your child is five or ten, mm-hmm. you got a twenty-year-old in your home that's eating McDonald's, <laughs> and you just want to get some Best vegetables in their body. Yes, roast you some broth. It it tastes like it has a crunch on it. because people are texture. They they you know Absolutely. they they're Absolutely. into texture, even, even if you don't know it or not. Absolutely. And some people don't want that soggy spinach. They don't want Mm-mm. that that you know that yeah. they don't want that. Nope. Nope. Give give your child yourself as well. Yeah, I like. Oh, yeah, you and your child like yeah. yo, your spouse whoever. The gift of them baby trees. Oh my! <laughs> what?
0: When I'm talking, oh. i' in the moment. Don't, don't stop this. Don't stop what's happening. Turn the lights back down. Don't stop. <laughs> don't stop what's Why right, you right.
1: Feel the same way? I do. <laughs> don't stop. Give them that roasted broccoli. It's it's delicious. Oh my my God. kids eat it like it's chips. Oh, my they God. love it oh. and they ask me to make more. I mean, Ooh. they love it. You ever
0: had grilled broccoli? You gotta win. I don't know what the last I think it was July 4. Whatever the last holiday it was, that was a big grilling holiday. Not Labor Day. It was probably July 4th. I think I had it once in my life. Long time. Tell
1: me about it. What? Uh, Talk slow. Turn the lights back there. Once? Once (laughs) in your life. You know no one grills in my life. That's true. No. Because I was out I went out to
0: my uncle's place. Yeah. And he had put some stuff on the grill. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had sauteed and marinated, and pre-seasoned some fresh broccoli, mm-hmm. and he put it on the grill. What happened? And pulled it off just in time. It had the smokiness, a little char, but it Talk still had me. a crunch. And what you do? Died
1: on the scene.
0: <laughs> huh? I'm back. I've been resurrected. <laughs> what? This is the second <laughs> incarnation of me speaking to you right now. Not
1: that I'm saying though,
0: <laughs> Jay. <laughs> You know, and it, cause it's cause it's funny because I'm be honest with you. When I first got went plant based, I noticed I developed kind of a chip on my shoulder around certain foods, like like a
1: little bouginess. Around certain foods, like if they put their stuff on there, you don't want your stuff. No, 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 no.
0: I mean about the foods that I ate. Like, oh, y'all still on basic broccoli? Like I ain't mess with broccoli, oh, cauliflower yeah. for a while. And there's nothing I said out loud to somebody, but I'm like, when's the last time you had a Brussels sprout or a turnip or a root?" And so I got, I got so much into. There's so much more of the plant kingdom that we're ignoring. Like I grew up on broccoli. Everybody's um familiar with carrots. Everybody know, you know what I mean. So I was like, it wasn't. It wasn't me thinking I'm better than somebody, but I'm like, I, I, it was so much of me because, you know, I'm into my new tries. So it was much, so much of me trying to entice people to explore more mm-hmm. because everybody's, familiar. we know greens, we know broccoli, mm-hmm. we know, you know, carrots, we know onion, right. we know mushrooms. So it's not that I didn't really, I'm like, ah, it ain't that exciting. Mm-hmm. So I ain't buy broccoli for years. Wow. Yeah, let alone roast it. Mm. And so it might come out if if I'm out somewhere, it might come in a stir fry. Some I still will eat it, but it ain't it a wasn't vegetable. Your, yeah, yeah. So this is pretty much me being reintroduced to broccoli. Yeah.
1: Welcome back, sis. Mm, I'm glad you can join.
0: Thank you for having me. No,
1: no problem. Thank you. No.
0: Problem. So, you know, I mean, you know, do that with what y'all want with it. It could be any vegetables that you roast, and it could be cauliflower, it could be carrots, it could be. Whatever it could be Brussels sprouts, but when you got the seasoning right and that fresh garlic, just write us in and let us know what happened. That's I don't know all. if we we're saying. anybody. That's all we're it. saying. But let us know. Let us know what happened.
1: Um <laughs> how far are we into and haven't gotten to the topic yet? Is that what you love? We got a to I forgot we were supposed to have a topic. Okay. Okay. Well, how many minutes we into it? We only an hour and 11 minutes in. All right, let's get into, uh, we both were watching, uh, do no point over here. Like, <laughs> no, you said 20 minutes talking about your food, now you want to point to me. I, get it started. Ain't nobody complaining. Pop it up. Ain't, nobody it pop complaining. <laughs> ain't nobody complaining. <laughs> I can't believe the way you just pointed over here. All right, you up next. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Unable. All right, so I was listening to a podcast. Um, at work, Uh, Mm -hmm. we we're sent from the C the CEO of our company is so dope. By the way, he gave up his bonus for the year so that everybody could get their bonus. Wow. Um, he he pulls up, he talks people, he learns what the company needs from the people on the front line. He he makes a podcast too. Um, you know, we have stock in the company. Um, you know, profit share, all that different stuff. Like, no, because I want you and he. And we can't call ourselves employees. We call we only call ourselves associates. He was like, no employees invested in their company. You know, if you're an associate, that means. You know, you feel like you're part of an association and you have something to lose. Ooh. You're not trying to work too hard for your employer because he gets the value. Yeah. And he gets the perks. And he gets the... So, I'm going to give you a profit share. I'm going to give you stock. I'm going to give you opportunity to invest with where you spend the most of your time in daily. First of all, I didn't even mean to say all that. I I, I was going to a point. Absolutely, but i <laughs> you. But just a side side note. Right. Um. So, he does a podcast that he sends to our email and we can watch them at work. But I, I look at all how many employees or associates are there and how many people watch it. it it's a good amount. Actually, it's actually a good amount. I was going to say, okay. You yeah. can actually
0: watch, He does it on video.
1: Yeah, he does it on video. Okay. Um, He sends it to our email. But one of the things he said, and he, he, he records himself. It's not just a podcast of him to send by himself. He'll go into one of the locations and talk to the employees, and in almost like a meet, medi- almost like a, a like he's a speaker, like a speaking engagement, yeah. And talk to employees or associates. And, um, one of the things that he said that resonated, he was saying how all oh, this did well, this did well, this did well, this did well. And then one of the companies um, who watches it on the stock, you know, on Wall Street, and they'll show the stock market, this, this and that. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you can't invest in this company because their sales are falling and or they're stagnant. And then I, he, he said, I'm going to answer this question for you because everyone keeps asking me to address it. How do I feel about uh, what they're saying about our stocks and sales being stagnant or falling? And he said, I'm going to answer it um, honestly. And I'm going to answer it right now. And I hope I don't have to answer it again. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't care. He was like, I don't care how they feel or what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And he was Mm -hmm. saying, and then he said, and then once it increases, because it's going to increase, because, you know, the ball is moving in the upwards direction. And cyclical, yeah. Yeah. And he said, and then they're going to be talking about how well we're doing and this and that. And and he said, and I'm going to feel the same way. I'm not going to care. I don't care either way. Mm. I don't care about them saying we're doing bad. Mm -hmm. I don't care about them saying we're doing good. He said because they're scoreboard watching. They're watching the scoreboard while we're on the court, mm-hmm. they don't know about our micro wins. They don't know about what we're doing. They don't know how we have a whole new system. They don't know about the person that, you know, came in with their new Or They don't know about all these different things behind mm. the scoreboard. He said, I would never care what outsiders have to say about this company. Whether we're doing bad, whether we're doing good, mm. I don't care.
2: Mm. I'm about
1: making this company great and everybody who's in it. I said, drop the mic. Game changer. Drop. And I think that's the problem. We scoreboard watch so hard. We talked about that before. Yeah. We scoreboard yeah, watch so hard. But we talked about it in the aspect of scoreboard watching ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. lose five pounds, I didn't lose two. But we also score, we also listen and watch people watching us. They're scoreboard watching and what they're saying and what they think. And we haven't proved it to them. Mm. And it affects how we feel about ourselves. Mm. At the end of the day, the goal is they don't see you winning yet, because they, they're not in the gym with you. Mm-hmm. They're not seeing you looking at the recipe books. They're not coming to the first Saturday class of the month. Mm-hmm. They're not even on you with you on this podcast. Where's where's your um your people at right now while you're listening to this podcast? They're not even getting this information with you.
2: Mm. But they're
1: the people on the sidelines who you care about their opinion, we have got to stop listening. We could not care either way. Ooh. The results will show up. Yes. The results will reflect. Your hard yes. work that you're putting in, Yes, it will show But the thing is, even if it doesn't show to them, yes. you know what you're doing. So, yeah. That was brilliant. That was good. And, and
0: oh, the type of emo- I'm so, like, thirsty to see him and hear him it's only an internal podcast yeah okay because i'm gonna tell you his name and i'm uh, I'm sure he got some content out there because that type of emotional intelligence to be able to take that public display of somebody throwing you and your company because he's the owner right he's he's the founder as well
1: it got passed down to him oh oh but let me say this too it got passed down to him and he changed the whole dynamics of the the whole whole culture the whole culture the whole culture when i say the whole culture how old is the company um, it was founded in 1980, I believe okay and it became one of the largest distributor okay um, in the world. okay And he changed the whole dynamics and wow. uh, made it to where wow. people can communicate like we're in Michigan and then there's another office over in Texas and we are all just we talk you know and we know each other but we don't know each other. He made it uh, the goal was to make it like a family. A family, a uh, type of field yeah. culture with he's, a big company like that—that's yeah. almost
0: unheard of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he
1: he—he's absolutely nailing it. He's absolutely nailing it.
0: You know what's so cool about that too? Like him to, for him, you know, to come in. The culture of a company is a kind of a hot topic when you start getting into business and entrepreneurship and how to make sure. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like um, where you used to work, right? And um, what's my man's name?
1: Oh, <laughs> Dan Gilbert. Oh, Dan Gilbert. He's he's. Uh, I think people are emulating him. A little bit. I
0: know 100% they are. Yeah. He's known for having culture. a specific culture in his companies, right? Yes. Okay. So what's so cool about this, I'm going to relate it to something that don't have nothing to do with business. I'm currently reading this book by Malcolm Glad- Gladwell called The Tipping Point. hmm And one of the things he talks about in this book is about how environment can determine behavior. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about it in this particular example from physical environment. Mm-hmm. And there was an incident in the 1980s in New York City on a subway where a white man came on a subway. There was four black guys, all the black guys, were, were all had the stereotypical... Uh, description of what they think of black thugs mm-hmm. right they were acting loud and wrong, you know making a ruckus on the train turns out later they all had criminal records you know the typical person that a person would clutch their purse and blah 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 right mm-hmm. The not typical person the typical description right? right that they give us right this white man came on a train sat down next to one of them one of them said something to him the white man pulled out a gun and shot all four of them right now uh How many of them died? I don't know. Some of them seriously injured. He shot all of them point blank on a train in front of a bunch of people. Right. The man got off. Right. Because in the news and in the media, the the black boys, of course, were portrayed as all they all had criminal records, which was true. Like some of them some felonies. You know what I mean? So you can imagine how this suited up white man looks like he was basically he was portrayed as a hero who was defending the community from these thugs. Okay, so he got off. He won the court case and was celebrated. Like when he came out the courthouse, like people were cheering for him. And he here he had had murdered. You know what I mean? Some of us in cold blood. So it's all it all then began to lead to about violence on the subway system in New Mm -hmm. York and about how people are more likely to act violent or believe it's okay to act the act up because, for example, there was graffiti on all of the trains, mm-hmm. right blah blah. So they're like the the I don't I, I might get this wrong so I don't want I don't know if it was the mayor. It was some important person in New York City who decided he made a decision to clean up the graffiti an entire subway system, which took him I think like four or five years to do, because he said it entire it was a tipping point that enticed violence. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine how somebody listening to that will be like, that's we ain't about to spend money on that. What we need to do is yeah. enforce more laws, get more, you know, enforcement, police enforcement on the scene. Well we mm-hmm. he's like, no. Mm-hmm. He, and, and, and one of the things Malcolm Gladwell said in the book is he was like, it's just like if you go somewhere and it's a broken window, he was like, it's called the it's actually a theory like called the broken window theory. where like that automatically leads you to believe that this neighborhood or this area is worse off or more dangerous and you're more likely to engage in more dangerous behavior or mm-hmm. be a victim of it. You will assume. Yeah, he was like, so this guy knew that. And he's like, no, we need to clean up the environment, you know what I'm saying, and to change the behavior of the people, because people, they was literally losing millions of dollars a year just from people jumping the turnstiles or skipping out on a fair, because even if somebody would jump the turnstiles, the security wouldn't see you know, didn't think it was worth it to chase them over a twenty-five fare and have to do paperwork all day just to report this and blah, blah, blah. So they would just let them go. So they was lo- losing millions upon millions of dollars and people not paying the fare to get on the subway. Then the graffiti artists would spray like there would not be a clean wall or anything in the train nothing, all this graffiti. And so because you have people seeing other people skipping out on a fare, it subconsciously Gave them permission to do the same, yeah. right? Then you get in the train, people lounging all around, you know, talking loud, you know, people acting raunchous, and then it's the environment of so everything in the environment said this behavior was okay, acceptable, you know what right. I'm saying? And so and normal and normal and and, and it normalized acting a fool mm-hmm. or breaking the law, right. right? And so my point is to what you said, like how he came in and changed the culture. You know what I mean? Now there's a culture, there's an understanding that I've shifted everything in here that make you believe that you should perform a different way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, you know what I mean? absolutely. Yeah,
0: and I thought that was so deep and when I when I started thinking about it because you know, I'm looking at everything different now that I'm running PBNSG because I have all these people under me who are not my employees but they are my associates or I don't usually call them colleagues and I'm like and I and I've been struggling a little bit with trying to figure out how to change the culture so that we all feel like we're a part of the mission and we all equally want mm-hmm. to do our part and hold our own without just coming to me when you got a complaint or when you want to pay raise or when things do not go the way you... Like, come to me with ideas on how we all can kumbaya this thing and push the plant-based message to the world. So I've been like... It, it's pushing me as a leader to be like, okay, I got to do an environment and culture shift. So when you just said he don't care that the sales are down... That's been the thing that I've been battling because we done had some events where the sales weren't as high as they were this time last year. And people emailing me, well, I think you should do this different. And They, they watch scoreboard watch. They scoreboard watch. They, they scoreboard watcher. They mm-hmm. scoreboard. And when you say people scoreboard watch for you, and these are people who are internal, mm-hmm. not even outside the company, mm-hmm. passing judgment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and, and one of my replies to one and one of the email threads was I need everyone. I, I said, if you have idea, we started off, I, I told my assistant, I said, draft a letter with these four ideas on a way we could possibly increase ticket sales. I was like, but then at the end of that letter, I need you to welcome and open the floor for suggestions and ways that you've thought of that we can do. This. Just don't come back to me talking about the sales down, what you going to do?
1: do on? Home. Okay. <laughs> yeah, i to cut you off. We
0: could have podcast.
1: <laughs> okay, huh? so another thing he talked about is self-governing. Yes, self governing. I was going to talk about it as far as health aspect. I'm still going to talk about it on the health aspect. We as people, especially us, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. especially us, Mm -hmm. we always don't boss me around. Don't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. You're not my you're not the you're not my father. But when the opportunity to present itself over and over and time and time again, especially with your health, or especially like in your company, when it's time to self-govern and make some rules that you can, that will up-level whatever situation that you're in presents itself. Everyone wants to act confused and <laughs> act like they want to <laughs> preach and act like they don't know what to do. And then they're looking to someone to guide them yep. or, or even worse, even worse. Cause that's fine. If you're looking for leadership yeah. and you're honest about it, yeah. what people do when it's time to self-govern is run to something that's dysfunctional and useless, mm. and it does not provide any type mm. of leveling up. It does not provide any type of thing that won't keep you stagnant or digressing. It's always something that's pretty much useless. Yeah. So when you say, I know what to do or you refuse to hear information or there's all these things available to you, but you don't use your resources. You're not. You need to be led and admit that you either need to be led or you need to properly self-govern. Which one is it? Which one is it? But put the onus on you. You need more accountability. Know where you stand with yourself. Do you need to say, hey, Lisa? I know I've been with the company for such amount of years, but could you tell me how I can improve in this area? Don't send emails saying sales are down. Yo. You're a part of this shit.
0: Yo. I had one of my colleagues do that Friday and I
1: loved it. Don't
0: you love it? I loved it. That's
1: accountability. Admitting
0: what you need is accountability. She's my director. She's my director of small groups. I have a meeting with her every two weeks and we go over, we go over everything that she's doing. I give her feedback, blah, 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 whatever. So Thursday night, we had a, a conference call um, with some people in, uh, around the world who want to start some PBNSG groups. So I, I told her, she emailed me before the call and was like, you want to say a few words? I was like, yeah, I will, but I'm going to follow your lead, right? Mm-hmm. She said, okay. So when we got on the conference call, and this was a Zoom video call, so everybody's looking at each other, you know, um, she was kind of flailing a little bit. And I jumped in. And I said this, I said that, whatever, but I kept on trying to pass the baton back to her, right? So when we got off the call, she emailed me and was like, how did I do? What did you think? Now, I didn't see the email that night. I didn't see it till the next morning. So I emailed her back. Like, I took notes. I got feedback for you. I'll let you know later on today on our regular scheduled call. When it's not just her and I. So we get on the phone call and I said, um, here's ideally what should probably happen on the next time we do this, which is coming up on Tuesday. Um, And here's what, you know, some assumptions that I think you made that shouldn't have been made. Here's what you did. Great. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I gave her my feedback. And so we carried on with our call, talked about the projects we needed to talk about. And then at the end of the call, she was like, uh, I need you to tell me what I need to do. Like she was like, I need you to, you know, make sure you give me feedback on every single thing I do. So basically, I can course correct.
1: That's exactly just what you said. I love said. it. That's I exactly love, what I love that so much. Accountability is the yo, most beautiful thing yo, in the world I respected it me. so I respect much. I respected it 100%. It does not even make you, and I think, it's two things maybe. People feel instantly defensive. Yes. yes or yes, that pride. Their, 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 their ego is so big that they don't even see that they need help. Yeah, no doubt. I'm already good at what I do. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. So no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. That that that's a that's leadership qualities. Yeah. When someone can say, "All right, I'm seeing a lack." Yeah. And but I know the person where I don't see this lack, and I can just go directly to them. Yep. And hopefully they'll be able to assist me, so yeah. I can get better. Straight line to the win. Straight line to the win. It's a straight
0: line to the win. Y'all want to be uh, in y- number one, and this is what I know. Some people do. They will have all the ideas and all the solutions that they share with their coworker or their friend, right? But you ain't you ain't bold enough to bring that to leadership. You ain't bold enough to put that in the suggestion box. But you, you will go complain about everything the company is doing wrong, that leadership is doing wrong, that managers are doing wrong, how they don't know how to handle people, they don't know how to talk to people, they don't know blah, blah, blah. If you have all the ways that we can do this better, drop it in the suggestion box, whether that's a direct email, however your leadership chain goes. Whether you have a regular yeah, call, I if you have a coach, like- you got a supervisor, we are in this together. You know what I'm saying, but see, like you said, like my man did, he created a culture that said you own the company as well, oh. and
1: that's huge. And let me tell you, you're not what else just an employee did. of McDonald's; you own McDonald's. And let me tell you what else he did: he fired micromanagers. They got fired. Okay, God. Now, at the end of the day or morning throughout the day, it's highlighted people who did good. Like, oh, you. You close these mini cases, it's nobody walking around. It, it's just an environment where I'm, you're grown. Do, <laughs> do what you're going to do. Show up there and say, do what you say you're going to do in an interview. I'm going to reward you and I'm going to acknowledge you for what you did over, over and beyond. And then let the results speak for themselves if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But nobody, yeah. It, it it's a lot of little yep. little things. Yeah, but they matter. Oh no, they 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 not little either. They yeah. they are
0: huge. Um, you know because and I hope I hope everybody, even though we're talking about work and career, this applies to health. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's just
1: like it's so. I'll, I'll I'll apply it to your um, let's say your your significant other. Yeah, is that ketchup you're putting on on that? On those Brussels, you know how people like to put the bad condiments. Maybe that's micromanaging. Maybe just at the end of the day, say oh, you know I noticed you eating them Brussels sprouts. Okay, look at you. You know what I mean? Right. Even I, I've done it. I do absolutely. it. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, why you? Why? Why did you eat that taco from Taco Bell? Not even noticing that throughout the day you did this, you did that, you did this, you yeah. did that. So I'm going to celebrate your wins. I'm not going to micromanage what you didn't do,
0: man. Trying to get out of man, we gotta we gotta wrap the podcast up because I got so much. Oh, we got to. I hope you got a couple more hours. But <laughs> trying to get critique out your system.
1: Oh gosh, I wish a whole trash bag could fall off the sky and just snatch me up. <laughs> like shut up, <laughs> throw me in a corner somewhere. <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut your face.
0: <laughs> Yo, we gotta dedicate a whole nother episode to that because it's so. Oh, what the people closest to you, mm-hmm. with the people the furthest away from you. Mm-hmm.
1: The critique is hard. hard. The critique
0: of other humans. And not adding any value. Zero. And it discourages them yeah. to want to do better or at least to share it with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the critique is so damaging. And it don't have to be, don't get me wrong. We need to be critiqued. But like you said, you you ate the they put the ketchup on the Brussels sprouts. Now ain't the time to talk about the ketchup. No, no. Did you see the last time I had ketchup on something? It was fries. Right. right. Brussels sprouts. Right. You know right. what I mean? So it, it's finessing, the timing of the critique. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a whole nother lesson. Okay. But That's I got one for you when we hop okay. off. Yeah, I got one for you when we hop off. We, we got to we got to wrap this. I can't even know what a all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good. It's too good. I had man real quick um i you know loongi did a, a masterclass inside the black health academy about navigating white spaces and about um noir, right like um you know males have a higher privilege in society than right. women white males have the higher privilege but black males have a higher privilege than white women just because they have the male component right uh and uh she talked a little bit about in that masterclass about black men dating white women or even black men, you know, working in corporate America or black people working in corporate America and how we tend to want to perform better. Mm -hmm. If we're at a company with a non-black boss or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And she said the same thing goes for relationships. If a black man dates a white woman, he's more likely to be better for Oh yeah. A better man for her.
1: Her say that.
0: Well, she gave an example in real time. And uh, she was sharing with me. Nobody she knows. But she was talking about this case where um, the guy had always dated black women. Well, mm. you know, whatever. And He got with a white woman. And now he was basic stuff. Pulling out chairs, holding coats, opening doors, and make sure you get home safely. And he even said that he was willing to wait, like, oh, uh, she she waiting 90 days, because basically, you know, she got some self-respect, whatever, like, not to have sex. But, he was like, in the past, I want not take that from no black woman. Like, she got to come off of it. Right? Like, I ain't, you know. And, and when he got called out on it, like, wow, why you ain't treat your past black girlfriends like that? And he was like, oh, well, she, the white woman, bring out the best in me. Ooh. Ooh, it was juicy. Ooh, it was deep. We can go on about this offline, but it was like, I believe that happens more often that I don't think that was an anomaly. Oh, no. Right. That we get with somebody who we consciously or subconsciously see as superior and we work to perform better for them, whether it's in a romantic relationship, on a job, whatever the situation may be. Even if you're their client, whatever the situation may be. And and even business to business. I told you how frustrated I was with trying to give some businesses, some black owned businesses, some business and how they made it difficult for me to give them my money. Right. And how I then I told you went to a white owned business and it was like, Oh, 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 and it was so seamless and it, and it, Fed into the stereotype of black-owned businesses, this and black-owned businesses that, and as much as I try not, as much as we try and say no, this is an individual case by case basis, it's very hard to keep saying that when it happens multiple times in a row consecutively. Yes, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yes, and I'm like, and it, because my friend brought up this question, she's like, "Dang, you think they would have did you like that if you was if you were you know a white-owned business?" Because because hmm. sometimes we talk. You know, when we get with our people, we talk like girlfriends, or we we, we might be professional, but there's some, there's some, uh, there's some familiarity there. I could be calling a perfect stranger, but it's like, what's up, sis? You know what I mean? It's sometimes you get that, sometimes you don't, and and, and that's okay. Sometimes if it works out, you know what I mean. Like if right. it works out and everybody is satisfied on both sides that. of the deal,
1: yeah,
0: right. If everything pans out, I pay for a service you delivered on a service. It's all what up, sis, all that. Right. Or. All right. Thanks for looking out. Thank you for support. And thank you. Whatever. I'll be returning. I'll be referring you. But when it doesn't work out and, and you had that familiarity, it's like was it wasn't because we had that feeling familiarity that you felt like you could reply to me and be like, ah, it turns out I can't do it. Sorry. Dang. I appreciate you. What would, would you would that happened like that? If I had been. It begs the question. It begs the question, if I hadn't have been black girl, kind of your same age, maybe our businesses are the same age. We all We've probably been knowing each other for a while, following Mm -hmm. each other's journey for a while. Would you have been that uh, unprofessional with somebody who you thought was brand new off the street who was not familiar with you? It begs Mm. the question. So it really it really upset me. So whether, you know, I want us to just watch our behavior with each other. Because we we all
1: make the joke about getting on the phone and doing the white voice. It's, yeah, it comes you from know that what? place. It, we automatically assume certain things about each other just based off our our, our skin. Because Absolutely. right now I'm in a whole different space where yeah. I don't want. You know, even though we'll talk about something like this, but between friends, you know, this I get tired of discrimination, racial blah, blah blah. They do this, they do that. I don't like this, but at work where I don't know. And then people don't know my personal life, how I feel. I could be married to someone white. I could have mixed children. You don't know my life. No. Yep. It's still the assumption to come up to me, she only got a, a raise because she got promoted because she was white and doing this. It makes me really uncomfortable. It may, They automatically assume that you're on the same level with the same mindset. So with you're the same your, I'll understand your black coworkers will come up and talk basically like And it drive I and yeah. I and I need to I don't know I, I complain to I it about, about Asia. Yeah. I tell Asia about it all the time. I was like, I don't know how to stop her from telling because as much as I'm trying not to listen to you, some of that is seeping into my subconscious. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know we'll never get a promotion and I'm like, no, maybe you you maybe you wouldn't Right,
0: right, right. You don't want to leave with those or something. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, yeah. Yeah, you got to protect that injury. Man, shout out to my mom. She did a workshop today about the subconscious mind, man.
1: Oh, man. How'd that go?
0: It went well. I wrote down some stuff I was going to share on the podcast. I'll save it for next time. Um, But she did a two-hour workshop. I'm about the subconscious mind. It turns out we both some fools when we speak. She up there cracking jokes, everything. Me and my sister in the back like, "Mama crazy," <laughs> like, but uh, she did a great job. And then she, they, they had some, you know, some real dope points, some stuff I want to share. And I don't want to um, breeze through it. I want us to kind of dig into some of the things. But you talked about. One of the things she said is about uh, supersaturation, and what you just said about. You know, I don't even want her talking to me about that stuff because some of it's going to seep in whether I want it to or not. One of the things my mom said today was, you know, um, we are taking in messages and content every day, whether we want to or not. Right. And that's super saturation. So basically you you got to start like you're trying to do with your coworker. You got to start controlling. Yeah. What gets in, you know, because we do that happens so many times when we have them. You know them kubaya moments with our people, which are warranted sometimes, and sometimes they aren't. Um, but then we begin to adopt
2: those yeah.
0: subconscious thoughts about: ah, Am I really not being chosen because of this? Am I being yeah, looked over because and, of this? And, if,
1: and it's hard to navigate because yeah. we ain't always wrong. We're not always wrong. We're not always aware of what that, like we said, subconscious. Like right now, I'm a. I won't. I'm not a big TV person just to begin with. But there are certain shows that people say they like that I'm afraid to watch because I'm afraid of the subliminal messages yes. that is. And I don't. I when I tried to explain to someone, I was saying unless it has a positive me- message or it's a documentary. But more important, if it's like an all-white cast, I, I don't feel comfortable watching it because <laughs> certain things. I'm serious. I got I mad today um, because a commercial. A commercial was all white and I clicked off immediately. You know, I don't have my phone. So I was on YouTube and the commercial came on and they looked happy and they were smiling and they was trying to show you how to refinance your school loans. But everybody, I was like, oh, I see I who they want to be their commercial. But you know, with our commercials it's always some music, somebody yeah. trying to rap, yep. something like that. And I was like, this is why I don't fool with this stuff. Yeah, This is why. Yep. This is why. Yep, yep. It's a very,
0: very blatant difference on we think we can talk to this group of individuals. They'll understand intelligence and directness But y'all. Y'all need a jingle to go mm-hmm. with it. A rap, a cool yeah, sis, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, Something we make free. We're going to assume bad credit. We're going to assume, you know, not money. We're going to assume not accessibility. We're going to assume there's so many subliminal assumptions behind the marketing Man, I deal with of it. products I and services. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. That's good, Jay. That was good. That was a really, that was a really, really good topic with with your guy at the company because um, creating that
1: culture is huge, and, and not letting other people scoreboard watch for you. Yeah, and huge. I wasn't expecting an answer when he was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna tell y'all what they, I'm gonna say when they um, when we start winning." And don't ask me again. I don't care. I don't care now. I won't care later when they're saying positive stuff. And I'm never stuff. gonna care.
0: Absolutely. And it's amazing that media a lot of media all they do is sit around and judge things right mm-hmm. and and based off of what somebody might perceive as statistical data well no it is a fact that sales are dropping so i i then become the subject matter expert to pass
1: this judgment mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. right and then as, you find yourself trying to please them and trying to so you want them to say something good about absolutely. you but he's like i know where the money is it's with you guys i need to impress you y'all need to impress each oh, other y'all need no is that present now. Na-
0: that's another level of maturity yeah. That's another level of maturity. When you're not concerned about um, dictating or your own narrative in the media, Yeah, that's another level of maturity right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's next level. And, and your media might not be channel two or channel seven. Your media might be on a job at the family reunion. If you're not concerned, overly concerned about making the sure- The integral
1: part of your company. Yeah. The integral part of your yeah. life. You're worried about what people who are scoreboard watching is saying. Yep. You know? Yeah. What about your children? They're the ones that's going to make the biggest impact. Yeah. Like, what's going on inside the home? Yeah. Don't worry about what someone is saying outside of the home. Mm-hmm. all right. Come up with a chant. We got to wrap this up. This is too good. No
0: scoreboard watching. Go Academy. I love it. I love it. Okay. For those of y'all who still here. Uh, <laughs> How long we've been in this? An hour and 43 minutes. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Um... <laughs> Listen, shout out to everybody who's still booking the nutrition consultations for (laughs) a (laughs) dollar off the podcast episode two episodes ago that I gave out just if you stood on because we went for a long time. I should probably do something else. Let's see. How should I celebrate selling out another round of farm to table? Hmm. We're going to make this one a little harder. So the first and the next farm to table I have uh, is going to be in 2020. And I think one of the first ones I'm going to do in 2020 is going to be a live online course so that anybody listening from anybody in the world can join, right? So this is not going to be simply reserved for uh, people who are in the Metro Detroit area. So if you made it to this end of the podcast, um, I want you to send an email to the Black Health Academy. The email address is admin, A-D-M-I-N, admin at blackhealthacademy.com. Just admin at blackhealthacademy.com. Send the email letting us know you know, why you want to enroll in Farm the Table, my six-week nutrition course. Again, this is going to be live online, so you can join anywhere in the world, the top of 2020, and um, I'm going to give you 50% off in enrollment costs, and this course is over $500, so I'm going to give you 50% off, enroll, send me in the I'm going to read the submissions, we, I'm going to choose somebody, this is not first come, first serve, I just want to hear a really, like, listen, here's what I got out of the podcast, and that lets me know that I need the time to take my health, my life, my mindset, my emotional intelligence to the next level when y'all said this. Y'all got to, basically, we gunning for some compliments. So send an email, (laughs) send an email to admin at blackhealthacademy.com. Tell us something. It might not have been this episode, but something you got out of one of our episodes that really moved you and made you want to take this health thing to the next level um, and I'm giving out 50% off enrollment into the Black Health Academy live. I'm only giving one seat. Don't get don't get crazy. I'm giving one <laughs> seat, okay? Um, and you can join from anywhere in the world. And that'll be at the top of 2020, so after the holidays, okay? All right, so you said is stop scoreboard watching, go Academy. Yes. All right, so we about to hit this chant. We did the chant at the last. It's not really a chant because we don't say it more than once, do we? We just say it one time.
2: Do they call it a chant. No,
1: y'all say it one time. Yes. To me, chant means like it's repeated. Like, don't don't say that too loud because next they're gonna be like chanters, chanters. We had to do this uh, a few times, so it can be a chant. No, no, That's it is that. a chant. It's a
0: chant. Look, look, God forbid you go to work Monday morning. Somebody done looked up the definition of chant. Okay, all right. Let's 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 hope they keep getting it wrong. Okay, <laughs> you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Stop scoreboard watching.
1: Go Go Academy. Academy! Until next time, be well.